It's because I know what's at the core. Where you see a smoky mirror, I see my reflection. And I begin episode 570 with this quote because it just resonates so much with me this whole week. And tying it into the archetype this week of the the staircase um it just sheds light to always making sure that you don't forget the objective view before you start something because it's true that you have to let go of that objective view to a hundred percent commit yourself into what you're building but in the moments that you feel that you might be drowning or the sensation of drowning feeling stuck in these aspects of being within the project or whatever it is you're creating those are the moments when you need to become aware that your objective stance is your escape your objective stance is going to give you that exhale in understanding, okay, I am here now, but it's just a moment and the moment will pass because life is cyclical. It is. And when as us as human beings begin to understand the patterns that are created constantly within our, within our lives, we eliminate the variable of fear to a certain degree by shedding light into what we think is the unknown. But in reality, it's just unknown that isn't being observed. It's not an unknown. And that's where I want to bring into the aspect of the staircase because when can we distinguish between a real unknown in our world versus one that is being falsified by our own beliefs and biases so when i talk about the staircase i want to visualize from a certain perspective the outline of a staircase the perimeter, if I want to put a label to it. When you go and you outline a staircase, it is kind of like one step going up, as in bars, imaginary, imaginary bars that are next to each other. And every bar is slightly higher than the one before it. Well, It's this concept that I want to bring light to in understanding that when we're building something, this is the concept that is at the core. When I talk about knowing what's at my core, it's understanding that it doesn't matter where I am on the staircase. Step one is the initial stage of anything. Just the very fact that you begin you already raised the platform more than just the bare minimum. You've created a step. It was hard. 
because you went against the turbulence of whatever's pushing down on you. And then you reach your limit on that bar and you think you fall, but really you fall forward. As in you fall into zero, the bottom again, but you fall with purpose because now you are left with the task to mimic what you've learned from step one and add a little bit more. Why is it that we suffer in the mimicking of our steps? Is it because when we first experienced it, we suffered? But if we already did the suffering for that experience, why do we allow ourselves to continue to do the suffering again? And again, and again, and again, in every single step, every single time, we raise up the bar, we fall forward, and we have to create a new one. We start off building that bar by creating this illusion that we're gonna suffer the same way we did when we were creating step one. I speak from experience because that's me. I've dramatized my life in a way where I feel like every step I created in my life was just the hardest thing in the world. And it's not to say that I didn't carry those frequencies of experiences in me. It's just saying that, hmm, I realize I have a bias. And sometimes I pull on these frequencies to create the sensation to make me feel like this is my truth. Well, when you begin to realize that the stairway to success, because that's what I'm building here, and the label success is still hollow to me because I still don't understand and I won't understand what it looks like or what it feels like until I'm a couple steps behind or as I get closer, I will begin to understand the sensation. Well, in this aspect of the staircase, I think it's very important for people to understand that suffering will occur, but it is not in the experiences that you've already overcame. If you did the work to understand how to build a unit of a step, you don't need to suffer within the journey from zero moving on up, replicating that step. You did the work. You already have the knowledge. And that is the part of your leisure journey. That is your rest point. Doesn't mean you still don't have to do the work. It just means that the work being done isn't as uncomfortable as doing the work that expands the step or raises it just a little higher. I always felt that as I approach my success, my success is not an end point. My success is honestly a building a building up of something grand within myself. And I understand that once I've internalized this cyclical pattern 
I realize every step done is work. Every unit created is work. You do need two units to create the second step. And you do need three units to create the third step. But units in themselves are, are not rigid, as in units in themselves can be smaller. The point here is understanding that if you follow this pattern, the success you build will never, ever fall short of the step prior. And that, as a whole, is the concept of maintaining success. Understanding that foundation needs to be built under the steps that you are creating to create a sturdy um, foundation so that when you do fall, you fall forward and you're not losing anything. On the contrary, you are given an opportunity to build a new step. And tying this into just the very fact of myself, I am a full-time human being. That is my only full-time job. And I know I am a mother. I know I am a daughter. I am a sister. I am an employee. I have many labels to me. And while I sit here and I, I know what I said, it sounds wrong and incorrect to say that I'm a part-time mother. But in reality, it kind of is true. Because even in the label of mother, there are stages to life. I'm not saying that the work I do on a daily basis isn't, isn't similar or can give the illusion of a full-time position. It's just saying that in the spectrum of the life of my daughter, a lot of the work in parenting is done in the beginning of the stages. As in, parents are the training wheels to the children and helping them understand on how they, how they can stand for themselves. I am building my stairway to success. I am building my staircase to success. But in the process of learning how to build this, you better believe I'm passing down the tools to my daughter. You better believe that I'm there also helping her build her units. Because at the end of the day, I will not build them for her. I will aid her in actually engaging in her life and understanding who is she and it's okay not to know because I'm 31 and I'm still figuring it out. Who is she in this world? And how can she shine that light onto the world in a way where her frequency signature can just beautify the world? That's my goal. And I say part-time because one of the aspects I always tell my daughter, I am here for you. But in reality, I'm not there with her when she goes to school. And I get it. Some, some people are there, you know, homeschooling. But my, my point here is, as a parent, 
your energy of investment with your child is mostly in the beginning stages of their lives. It doesn't mean that you won't be around and you won't be needed as they get older. It just means that you are helping to raise a little human who at some point, I mean, the only, reason, the only thing I see as a child is just a part-time human being, as in only part-time, as in they don't really get a full say to move for themselves all the time. People speak for them. People do things for them. And it's okay because they're learning how to go through life. I've come to the realization that because I understand that the only full-time position I have is, a human, is as a human being, no other aspect is going to take my time or make me stress more than the aspect of me just trying to aspire to the best human I can be. And that is my proxy. So the reason why I was perfectly fine with skipping last week's episode is because of that. I am a full-time human being. I am not a full-time anthropologist. I am not a full-time writer. I am not a, I'm sure as hell not a full-time podcaster. But in the aspect of all these tools, the one thing I am doing, and one thing I've, I've come to realize that I want to do, it's a celebration. It is a celebration of the engagement of humans from certain tribes, or I put the label as tribe because to me, a tribe is just um, a peopling, you know, a group of people, you know, under the same structure that has been created that can still affect me without me being part of that structure directly. UCLA is one of these, for example. Way before 2009, way before I got admitted into UCLA, UCLA was already touching my lives. Being part of a school within a school, having um, a small faculty of teachers where 90% of my teachers were UCLA, UCLA alumni is not a coincidence. The way that I view education and understanding that it's just not the, con- the context that I'm learning, but how the context is utilized to rewire my neural structure, that is the real education that I'm getting. And to a certain degree, UCLA has always been part of that. Down to my middle schools. Understanding that my daughter is in the same middle school that I am. She's taking uh, courses with the same teachers that I did learning more about these teachers and understanding, whoa, you too were UCLA alumni, you know? So, I mean, there's probably a good and a bad to this understanding that maybe my my um, position can be a bit biased through the education of UCLA, but my, my, my perspective will always be biased. I don't, I'm not God. I don't have an objective perspective. All I have is the perspective of life that I get to to view through the reflection of my own experiences. And that will forever be a bias. My responsibility is making sure that that bias is something I carry and making sure that I do my work to check myself in moments of weakness, of, of weakness, in moments of emotional distress. Because I am human. 
because me taking on this, stepping onto this platform and understanding that I want to I wanna understand better these aspects of myself is not easy and it will trigger other aspects of me that can be an emotional problem. But in understanding that this is where I'm going, I can better prepare myself for that. So going back to the staircase... And tying it into the prior episode of the frequency. One of the things that I hold core to me is the frequential value of the three primary colors. The red hue, the blue hue, and the yellow hue. Ever since these colors came into my life, I haven't been able to let them go. And through these colors, I've learned so much. I understand that if these are colors that stand alone, that don't need of each other, that's independent frequencies. Those are my building blocks. But for me to build off those frequencies, I have to build a relationship with each one. Understanding that to me, the reason primary colors are so a part of my core is because from my perspective, it is just a deconstructed rainbow. And through time, through fourth dimensional um, aspects, those colors blend. And when they blend, they create other hues that harmonize into this beautiful series of color that we call a rainbow. I want that. I want that whatever I build, I can look at it and say, damn, I started with the primary and what I created was a fucking rainbow. Apologize for this cursing. I don't even know if I can, but oh well. It's the feeling. It's the vibe. And I go back to stating how this is a celebration with the engagement of humans that have come into my life because one of the reasons why I do this is honestly to set up a structure to better my writing. It is a way to externally index my thoughts so that when I go back to it, I can have an opinion about my opinion. I know it sounds weird, it sounds crazy, but this is where I'm at. It is literally a house of mirrors and I fucking love every aspect of it, honestly. So I wanna just bring light to one particular individual And she was my last teacher, my last professor at UCLA, Miss Wang. She was my creative writing professor, the last class I took at UCLA. And honestly, it was the class that truly catapulted and changed my relationship with the language of English. It was that class where I've learned I learned to look at English as an art. 
English as a language, English as frequencies, and understanding that when you put certain words together, you can create art. And so I remember our final was creating a short story. And bless her heart because she saw something in me that I hadn't even seen in myself. And I still carry her words till today. Because I remember when she read my short story, she said that that could be the, the beginning of a book. And while I can continue on that tangent, I think it's best past me does a better job in explaining what that is. So take it away past me. She said one day, this can be the beginning of a chapter in a book. The beginning chapter, the first chapter of a book. Well, you're right. Because through it, through its symbolism and what I've understood of how I am orchestrating who I am as a person, I choose to curate my life in this way where the energy I was born with, my raw energy, has the frequential value as the hue yellow in the primary series. The blue energy has been the energy of the other, the external and learning to embody it was a challenge of its own. Specifically, an elemental one. And here I find myself with entering a new era of my life. Guided by the threes, the triad, the colors, the primary. I mean, it's a grand orchestra at least from my perspective, because that's how I choose to paint it. And a birth comes, this new consciousness, a consciousness that for once, it's not afraid to speak out for itself and understand that it is invincible as long as it stays humble and it stays authentic authentic to itself and moves with integrity. Ask the questions, figure out the lies. This is my red energy, my conscious awareness. And you were right. It did start the beginning of my narrative but not in the way I expected it to but everything I hoped it would be and with that I close off episode negative 570 um, understanding that my staircase like everybody else's is very unique unique to our frequential signature and while I'm still in the process of understanding 
what that is to me and what I can do with it, I at least have the security in knowing that some way the primary colors play a role. And in some way, they will always be present in whatever I create. So how I go about that will be very interesting. I have a couple of ideas already in mind. But with that, I will close this off. Until next time.